My name is Keila Fowler, and this is the Loves to Chat podcast. I'm the founder and CEO of a makeup education company called 85 Beauty, but I have a lot of identities. And since they're all going to be running wild here, let me introduce you to some of them. Daughter, friend, sister, aunt, former teacher, makeup artist, geriatric millennial. Oh, why do they even call us that? And so much more. On the Loves to Chat podcast, I'm going to be talking about the hopes and dreams we had for our lives as kids and how we reconcile them with the adult lives we currently live day to day. If you're ready to have some company as you go on the grocery run, wash the dishes, commute to work, are we still doing that? Or wherever you find yourself, let's chat. It is so good to be back on the podcast with you today, and we are talking about something that I hope really resonates with you, but I also hope like doesn't make you sad because full disclosure, I definitely had a cry moment um, outlining today's episode because it is one that just, I mean, you'll, you'll get it in a bit, but like whenever I talk about family, I get emotional. I love my family. I'm such a family person. They are such a big priority to me. And it can be tough sometimes to dig into some of the like vulnerable parts of your life with your family. So today what we're talking about is the way that your family continually transitions. The summer before I went to college, my godfather told me something that has always stayed with me. I'm the baby in my family, and so when I moved out, it meant that my parents would be empty nesters. They would have no more children at home. And I spent plenty of time thinking about how much I would miss my parents and how much they would miss me. (laughs) So when my grand, I'm not my grandfather, my godfather said, this is going to be a really hard time for your parents. I nodded along, thinking I knew exactly what he was talking about. And he quickly corrected me. He was like, no, not because of you, but because they're going to, for the first time, have to learn what it's like to live together, just the two of them. And I never once considered that before. As a kid, I never thought about how shifts in your household change the dynamic of a relationship, let alone the dynamic of the family in and of itself. As an adult, I find myself thinking about it all the time, but on a wider spectrum. I think about how the shifts in a family change the dynamic of what family means to someone, how they interact, and the chemistry of it all. Or maybe what I'll be talking about more accurately is like the music of it all, like the the cadence and the rhythm and the tempo and the song. There was something beautiful that existed and thankfully still does exist between me and the people I grew up with in my house as a kid. 
is the same true for you? Like when you think about it, is there like a special something that you feel or that it's almost like tangible? You can reach out and touch it. For me, it was my parents, my brother, and I for 16 years. There's a rhythm, a cadence, almost a like choreography in how we navigate each other around the house, throughout each other's various moods, right? There's a there's a laughter that's never as funny or hits as hard as when it's just us. There are shared memories no one else can touch because they just don't know. They weren't there, but we were. It's like our family unit was a special song that only we could create. We each had a part to play to create this harmony and every one of us knew the lyrics, we knew which notes to hit, and we knew the tempo. Other people observing us could hear our song, right? And say, oh yeah, that's the Fowler family. But it was a song unique to us. At least that's how I like to think of it. So my brother's two years older than me. So when we went away to college, the idea I couldn't get out of my head was that as the only child left in the house, and yes, this is what I thought of as 16, right? Now being the only child in the house, if I screwed something up, my parents were going to know it was me. They didn't have to guess or wonder which one of it was. So I was on high alert, like, oh, geez, there, there's no, oh, was it Kevin or was it Keela? It was definitely Keela. She's literally the only one here. I, I was not, I was not prepared for that, but I, I tried to be mindful of it. But it was tough. My brother was gone. I missed him. And um, we've, we've always been pretty close. So it was just one of those like, man, I can't wait to see my brother. I remember being so excited for him to come home, to rush to his room or for us to go to my room, close the door and tell all the stories and the secrets that we had been holding on to for the entire semester because we couldn't fully speak freely with our parents around during campus visits. So it was like this special time that just the two of us could be together. And it was like, I need to tell you everything. Like, tell me everything. It was so, it's like my favorite memories of thinking back on my high school years when he was in school, when he was in college. But now looking back on that, I think I was also excited for the energy of us to come back, right? Like as a family unit, I wanted to hear that song again. I jokingly used to refer to the four of us with my mom, um, to her, I used to call us the originals. Now, if you are a Vampire Diaries, fan you get the you you kind of get the reference but like not in the we are original vampires way but in the way that like the four of us are like the core right it is the four of us in this house in this family this is us oh wow another another good tv reference but that energy it's like a secret sauce that you can't recreate i'm really really lucky that i had a great childhood, I had a safe home with my family, and I don't take that for granted at all. And I know that's not everybody's experience. So it's not that I'm trying to like paint a picture of a household that was like devoid of conflict. Don't get me wrong, we're, we're a family, right? Conflict happens. But I think that every family has those moments that were good. In the moments that you could capture that were good, there's like, 
there's a happiness and a and a spark that existed between all of you who lived together. Maybe it was just between you and your siblings. Maybe it was between you and your parents if you're an only um, if you were only a child, or if maybe like that was the unit because you had older siblings that were already out of the house, or because you had younger siblings who weren't born until you were out of the house. But I'm hoping if you're hearing this, you know what I'm talking about. You're lucky enough to like have that, that song that resonates between you and your family. It's just this energy, you know? It's super duper special. But over time, what I recognized, except I didn't recognize it at first, is that that particular song kind of just gets pushed to the corner. And it's sometimes really hard to reach as your family contracts and expands. With new family members that are birthed or adopted or married into the family, you have to make room for new personalities and characteristics and energies. It shifts. The same's true for your roles. Your roles will shift as well. And I wasn't prepared for that. I never really thought about that at all, but it's made such an impact on all of us. My brother went from son and brother to father and husband. I went from daughter and sister to aunt and sister-in-law, right? My parents became grandparents and in-laws. We found ourselves in these roles that we've never been in before. We never practiced for them. We had no amount of preparation. It's it's just the same as, it's not the same as when you've done it before, right? I remember when I first became an aunt, an aunt, however you like to say it, and I was like, whoa, this is wild. But as the next kid was born and then the next kid, like I had a rhythm, I figured it out. I think parents probably feel this way. With your first kid, you're like, what is parenthood? What am I doing? I am lost, just trying to survive every single day. But if you have a second kid, you're like, whoa, what is this having two kids thing? But you've already been a parent, so you know how to parent. You shift things, you make adjustments, but you're always shifting and making adjustments, so it's not new. But when you're first becoming something, when you're first becoming anything, it's a place of transition. It takes a while to adjust. And I think something that we could all do a better job of is being mindful of when we're in an adjustment period and when the other people around us are also adjusting the same time that we are because it's a lot and it can be a hard thing to really hold space for and to be fair about and to allow for everybody else to feel like they have the space to figure it out while you're still figuring it out. I, I had expectations of how we were gonna play those roles. And I think that happens more often than not that each of us has expectations of how we're gonna play these roles, whether we communicate them or not, whether that's fair or not, we can sometimes have them. And I'll never forget expecting my mom to be like my grandmother, which is so funny because 
in my mind, my grandmother was how you grandmother, if that makes sense. I thought of my grandmother as the example, right? As the model, as the standard. That is how you grandmother grandchildren. And therefore, it should look like this, sound like this, act like this. And my mom did not do it that way. And I was confused at first, but then it took a while for me to recognize. I was like, yeah, but based on the stories my mom told me, my mom is, hasn't mothered us the way that her mom mothered her. So why would I expect her to grandmother her grandchildren the same way that her mother grandmothered us? That's what I get for trying to use grandmother as a verb. But I think, I think it tracks, right? Like I had to adjust my ex, or first of all, examine my expectation and then break it down and make space for letting my parents be who they were as grandparents and take it as it was the same way that I had to figure out how I wanted to be as an aunt and then allow everybody else to just let that be like take me as I was as an aunt and as a sister-in-law and all of these other things but what's important to keep track of is that your roles are going to shift as your family shifts. It's like tectonic plates that are always trying to move around, right? They're always moving, but instead of having billions of years, it's happening over months and like year to year jumps. It happens both quickly and, in, and slowly. But when it happens quickly, it's really, really fast. And inevitably, death hits. Someone who used to be a part of the rhythm is gone. And there's no one who can sing that lyric or hit that note or fill that spot in the choir. You're simultaneously trying to figure out how to accommodate having extra singers while also missing the ones who originally taught you to sing. It's just hard. And no one told me. I don't know who I expected to tell me, but that's kind of what this podcast is about, right? Like just reconciling what in the world we're experiencing as adults with what we thought we were going to experience when we were kids. But I wish someone would have told me to expect this as a kid. Not because there's anything that I would have been able to do to avoid it, but I could have done a better job of embracing it. And so there are three things that if I could tell my younger self and what I will try to tell the kids in my life, right? The teenagers in my life, this is a really good time for them to know these things. There are three things I would say. The first is this. Revel in the moments you have together as a unit and ask for more of it when you need it, especially as those shifts happen. So I grew up in Connecticut. Connecticut is my home. Every time I need a hard reset, I go back home to Connecticut. My family doesn't live there anymore, so it's not like I'm going back to my my home that I grew up in. But when I'm feeling really confused or disconnected or lost, a trip back home completely settles me. I'm able to reconnect with familiar places, 
food, streets that I know at the back of my hand, it feels the same way when I get to just be with my parents and my brother, right? Just the originals. That re-centers me. It just, it's the hard reset when you're like, I am malfunctioning, let me turn this thing off, power down, and then turn it back on and hope everything sinks back into place. Because with my family, right, with the originals, that I know how to do. I don't wonder or question if I'm talking too much, if my goofiness is too lame, if my habits are super annoying. They just get me and I get them. There have been countless times that I've heard my brother say, that's just key being key. And it's neutral. There's no, there's nothing attached to it. It's just an acceptance of like, yeah, that's just key, period. But if anyone else outside of our four were to say that, it might hold some weight, you know? It might be a, I might question it. Like, well, what, what is that supposed to mean? I don't feel any of that when I'm a, with my parents and my brother. It's just comfort. It's a song I know how to sing. I know my part. I hit my notes. I know how the song should sound and it's incredible every single time. I would tell my younger self to be intentional and explicit about making time for that. Like really being able to say like, hey, can we all have dinner? I mean, we had a lot of family dinners, so that's not something that I would need to request as a child. As an adult, though, I wish I had spent more time like in my early 20s being able to say, hey, can we all just go to lunch? Because we all live in different places and the amount of times that we could be just the four of us without also kids or spouses or extras or grandparents, right? Like it's, it is so difficult to wrangle that, but it's so special to have it. And I would tell my younger self to explicitly ask for that. Make the plans to do those things because they might just need it too. Okay, second point. This is the second thing that I wish I had known. Other people have heard your family's song before. It never ceases to amaze me how connected I feel again to my family song when I talk to my other brother, my brother's best friend, or my best friend, because they were there, right? Like we, we've all been a part of each other's lives since we were in middle school, right? They share some of the memories of my family unit. They're in pictures of some of the traditions that we have, the parties that were thrown, the meals that were cooked and eaten and cleaned up after, they were there. Other people get to witness your family unit in the way that you got to live it. And when you reconnect with those people and share stories, it can bring some of that magic back. So make the time to reconnect with people who were around and can say, can add to it, right? I found something my best friend was putting on a show and there was a program for it. My mom and I went to go see her perform and my mom had her sign the program. I was in, um, I was 
borrowing my dad's car and I needed to get something out of the glove box and I found the program. My mom had put it in the glove box and it's just been there all this time. And I pulled it out and I was like, no way. And so I snapped a picture and I sent it to her and she instantly got it, right? I didn't have to explain it. I didn't have to be like, oh my gosh, do you remember back in 2013? Like it was just like she could hear the song. And so many times there are people in our lives who do know those stories, who were a part of things, who were there when it was strong and a core part of your everyday experience. And they, right, they just, they've heard your song before. Third thing, and this is one that I'm still, I'm, I'm still like, I'm still working on it. <laughs> You will create new songs. So I don't have a partner or kids. And that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still working this thing out. Right. But I have witnessed this time and time again. Think about it. Just the fact that I'm able to tell you about my own family that I grew up with and our song, our rhythm, it is proof that this is true. I know my parents had their own songs with the families they grew up with, and I see glimpses of it when they're with their siblings. When my dad is with his sister, there is, I mean, I understand the words coming out of their mouth, but there's like a shorthand between them. They don't have to say every single word. They just get each other. My brother and I are the same, and I. it's one of those things that you don't consider or think about until somebody else is with you and then you find yourself almost translating or filling in the gaps to bring context to what you're talking about so that they can follow it. That's how you know that, yeah, this, these people have a song. They know there's something special here that they get about each other. They know how to sing together. I, I can hear it, but I don't know that I could sing that song. My brother has a song with his current family. I've been around their dinner table enough times to hear it. And it's beautiful. I'm just saying, y'all, we create new songs. Okay, so the last thing I'll say about my family's unique song is this. And whew, if I cry, I cry. Like, this is life, whatever. My mom isn't here anymore. And something that's hard to articulate, unless you've lost someone in your unit, a singer in your choir, right? A member of your originals, is that there's always a longing to hear your song again. When my dad, my brother and I are together, when the three of us are together, just the three of us. It's a rocking good time. <laughs> like, let me tell you, we have a great time. My heart feels full and there's a special spark that gets ignited. It's like I can hear the echoes of the song. <sighs> but it's missing mom's part. It's always missing her part. But Sometimes, for just a moment, it's like she's there with us singing along. 
And that is magic. Okay, so that was an emotional moment. But hey, this is life. This is These are the things that we talk about. I didn't know any of this was going to be my life as a child. And here we are, right? Figuring it out. So I want to hear from you. I want you to go to Instagram. I want you to follow at loves to chat. And I want you to tell me, is this resonating with you? Does this feel familiar? If you've lost somebody, do you know what I'm talking about? Where you're like, yeah, people never talk about that. That longing of like, yeah, it's great that all of us who can be here are here, but we're still missing that voice, you know? I will talk to y'all super soon. And as always, let's try to be the adult versions of ourselves that would make the little kid versions of us super proud. Thanks so much for listening to the Loves to Chat podcast. New episodes for the summer series come out every Wednesday. Make sure to subscribe to the Loves to Chat podcast on whatever platform you prefer to listen to podcasts. Leave a comment on this episode and let me know what resonated with you, made you laugh, or is going to have you thinking for the rest of the day. Follow me on Instagram at Keela Fowler, spelled K-E-E-L-A-F-O-W-L-E-R. Now let's go out there and live our lives in such a way that it would make the little kids in us proud. I'll see you next week.